GM, GM, everyone. Um, just me and OSF today. Uh, two British guys are left. Baroque is, uh, is in Paris, I believe, already. We're going to be there late, later in the week. But uh, this is going to be like the, the shows of old. Um, we're probably going to have a slightly shorter show and only go through the main stuff. But how are you, uh, how are you doing today, OSF? Good, thanks. How are you? Doing sweet. That autoglyph is looking better and better uh, behind you, isn't it? After, yeah. after today's antics. Yeah, definitely. Did you tell, um, did you tell your, your wife that uh, one of them was uh, worth it today? She, no. she wouldn't get it. Didn't come up. Didn't come up in conversation. She did okay, say, what is enough. that? And I just said it was a, just an NFT. And, and you have another leak in the house. so that's, that's And I have cool. another leak in the house, yeah. Yeah, feels like you got rugged there. Completely, yeah. completely rugged. Um, anyway, we will uh, we will get straight into stuff. It's going to be a I don't know. There's still quite a lot to talk about today. Wild stuff still going on in crypto every single day. Um, we are obviously back from President's Day yesterday, so U.S. markets are are coming back in macro, um, and crypto seems to be swinging all over the place right now. But um, yeah, it's still still quite a lot going on. Um, right, we'll get into stuff. So, why don't you give us a, a brief rundown of what's going on in macro maybe today and then i'll i'll go through what's going on in crypto yeah it's not looking good for stocks today stocks are down down about one and a half percent on the nasdaq now so um tough day for stocks interest rates are interest rates actually have rallied they've rallied about by about 10 basis points off their recent highs so um just kind of feels like a risk off sentiment in macro today and I guess that's spilling over. Well, is it spilling over into crypto? Depends what angle you're looking at it from. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah macro is, is a little bit soft today. Yeah, I think we got Nvidia earnings tomorrow, um, so stuff seems a little bit um, soft going in. Maybe maybe into that. L difficult to tell, but yeah, maybe just people coming back from a, a long weekend. It, nothing really happened yesterday. I don't think in macro, like Europe and and uh, Europe Europe and Asia was relatively quiet. So. Just feels like a weaker day overall, and crypto. Well, crypto was feeling very, very good about a couple of hours ago, right? Like um, in the group chats we were in, ETH I think hit three k or just over three k. Bitcoin hit fifty three k. It was really just those two, though. It was really just the majors rallying, and then alts were, um, I think, precarious to say the least. Uh, and then ever since kind of just before the US Open, we um, we started to dump. Uh, ETH is now down to 2,900. Bitcoin went close to 51K, I think, just now. Solana went all the way down to 104, I think, yeah. um, in that move. And a bunch of alts are probably down about, I don't know, 3 to 5% in the last hour alone. Um, does this surprise you at all? It doesn't surprise me when you look at the funding rates right now and I, I know we've spoken about this a lot in the last two or three days but the funding has gone up day by day and if you look if you look at that heat map thing it kind of shows quite a big change in funding over the last few days so it does feel like leverage has gone up quite a lot and thus you're just seeing some nasty wicks out there across mainly across altcoins it's less so on on ETH and Bitcoin because obviously that's where the buying is occurring right now and that's where the the bid pressure is but yeah across alts there's you know high funding rates and a few you know a few nasty wicks that's causing these moves lower so it doesn't on that note it doesn't surprise me i don't think it's a bearish thing like remember we had really high funding throughout most of december 
and parts of January, yet the price went up a ton, like crypto went up loads, right? But what it does mean is that your price action is not going to be stable. It's going to be rather than just being like this nice steady ascent, which is what we've seen in the past few weeks because funding has been low. It's going to kind of be more like that. Um, yeah. But, but moving higher. So I'm yeah, not this surprised. It's a good context, yeah. doesn't it? Really? Like um, we still had some big rally in December and funding went bad. We started to see it. Well, interestingly, these top two are still pretty blue. So Bitcoin and ETH have stayed pretty blue throughout all of this. They haven't seen the huge funding that we saw before. Um, but in altcoins, you know, um, you're starting to see funding really start to pick up. So, for example, funding on Solana is at 33%. Back at the start of this month, it was around 10%, right? Yeah. So it's about 3x. Similarly for Bitcoin, I think it's more like a 2x, but it's at yeah 8 now, uh, 8 then, and now it's at 18. So it's definitely picked up. It's not crazy. Um, and I don't, th- like I said, I don't think it's a bearish sign it just it just leads to more volatility and it's easy for you to get shaken out so you just got to be aware of it particularly in some of these old coins you know when you're like you're funding your ada longs i don't know who's doing that but at 60 percent a year um that's a little bit dicey solana yeah was at 33 it's gone all the way up to like 50 over the last couple of days and you definitely see an underperformance uh on on the back of that so funding is definitely something to pay attention to i think it's more of a sign that the market's going higher ETH just has the narrative right now um and i think we i saw yesterday that the the cme open interest is at the highest level it's been in uh in a couple of years or actually all time i think let me just bring up the the minutes from today but um that very much feels like what we saw just before the uh the bitcoin etf right like it's eth is pretty much playing the same playbook that we saw with uh with bitcoin where the cme futures open interest starts to to, to spike and starts to hit all-time highs and all these tradfi guys start to try and get long eth and then we see potentially an etf um so i don't think fade that i think it's very tempting to buy some of these like oh this this thing's underperformed that thing's underperformed but that that would be the case if there was like no drivers um, and it feels as though ETH now have has a very strong near-term driver. Um, I don't know what you think. Like, have you been looking at... I, to be fair, I did buy a little bit of Solana just before the show went live, but have you been buying anything else or have you been tempted to buy anything else? No, like, I've been toying back and forth. You know, obviously I have a lot of ETH that states on blast right now and that unlocks this month. So I've been back and forth as to whether keep it to keep it on there or to move some to Solana and... Um, yeah. You know, there was maybe a, a moment where it just the bit the ETF flows weren't great, and it felt like ETH wasn't going to catch that bid. And I was considering moving some of it to Sol, but even though Sol ETH is down quite a lot towards zero point zero three six, I think I'm probably still going to keep it there because I think we have until May until the ETH ETF deadline, and I just think it's going to keep rallying until then. That's not to say that ETH will outperform Solana in the, in the next two or three months. I'm actually not sure on that, but I think. ETH plus Blast will outperform Solana in the next two or three months. That's my. That's basically the bet mm, that I have. Yeah, um, I think that's. I think that's a fair bet. And I think this is this is kind of what we often see, or what is often seen in bull markets. Bitcoin moves, then ETH Bitcoin moves, and the final kind of move is is more of the altcoins move. Yeah. This one was this one was slightly weird in that Bitcoin moved and a bunch of alts moved, and ETH didn't move. Now you're starting to see ETH catch up. Um, I don't think that's necessarily bearish for altcoins, though. I just think that that just puts off 
that rally for a little bit longer. Um, there's no doubt that, you know, if ETH gets to 400, 500 billion dollar market cap, you're going to see a bunch of other um, altcoins below it start to rise as well. So I think uh, the focus on ETH right now is just something you've got to accept if you're not in uh, the other things. I, I don't think it's a terrible time to buy dips in some of these alts. But I think if you're looking for something that's going to outperform over the medium term, the, the best risk reward just seems to just seems to be ETH right now. Um, or at least that's that's what it felt like. Uh, this the market itself. Like we don't know. Did did we did we see anything from the ETFs already today? No. You you may start to see some numbers get reported throughout the day, but it's not really until the end of the you know around the U.S. market close when we get the full flow numbers. So. I yeah, I just definitely saw some like sometimes we see like big tickets going through from um from BlackRock or or so Fidelity. The ticket, maybe, tickets maybe that come clear. through are actually a day late. Like you get the info number uh, today okay. and they act on it tomorrow. So um when you see that look looks on chain thing, that's usually actually a day after we get the info numbers. Makes sense. I did think it was interesting I saw this today, which is that the, the Bitcoin holdings on Coinbase are the lowest level now since 2015. Remember, Coinbase is the custodian. Um, or at least is the uh, you know where a lot of these this buying is happening, um, and there's a lot of talk of this supply shock situation. It is that is kind of wild to see uh, how low Coinbase must be. I mean, if you're sitting there at Coinbase, look at that outflow. There's a there was an eighteen thousand Bitcoin outflow over the weekend, um, and I don't know. I don't think that's ETF related. I think that's like maybe even slightly different. So huge, huge outflows. Um, and this supply shock thing, I think, is something that you can never really be bearish on. Like we're sitting here going, like we are not bearish, but you just got to appreciate the swings. I just don't see a world where Bitcoin is not going higher with with these sort of outflows um, on Coinbase and, and the inflows going into the uh, going into the ETF. Yeah, I mean, it's like we talked about the other day. Like half of BlackRock's ETF inflows across over 400 of the ETF products in just one ETF, which is the Bitcoin ETF. So I, I think the inflows are going to keep coming and you get moments where maybe like the crypto market wobbles a little bit because funding gets high and you have a long weekend and people are waiting for the, the big inflow and then it never happens and then leverage gets wiped out. And then I think we'll keep going higher after that, but it's just going to be, it's going to be a bumpy road higher if leverage stays high because you're just going to keep seeing these leverage wipeouts, I think. And, it just, I don't know, it just seems really dumb, not dumb, but like, well, yes, dumb to trade on meaningful leverage right now, because I think I'm like, you're calling me dumb, mate. I'm not calling you dumb, but I'm just saying like, <laughs> for people who, const who are constantly getting wiped out, like we're sitting here with like one of the best bull markets ever potentially, and just have to own some stuff and spot and just hold and people will end up destroying their capital from getting liquidated. Just yeah, you've got to be very, very careful. Yeah. If you're using leverage, make sure you're buying it on the dips, I think, here. There's still a lot of money to be made. I'm, I don't think you should necessarily not use it, but you can. Um, you need to know when to use it, I think, is the right is the right term. Yeah. In terms of stuff which move, is in focus today, the whole Deepin narrative came back strong. You saw Filecoin and Arweave, which are two kind of OG Deepin coins, make a move. There's been a few new ones in that sector. Helium moved quite a lot. Um, and then the big one was, was StarkNet. The Starknet airdrop, I think, is happening as we speak. I thought I saw Tyler put out a tweet yes, uh, as we were going live that this thing hit $30 billion um, FTV, which would easily make it the biggest um, 
the biggest uh, uh, airdrop. Yeah, twenty three billion. I think it peaked at around thirty. So huge, huge um, airdrop there. Obviously, I, I think I've been seeing quite a lot of fud over over time and around this. I think the users dropped like, like by eighty percent straight after the airdrop closed, and there was a lot of fud around it. But kind of just says that people just want to buy a new narrative, new coin. I guess it's not really a new narrative. It's kind of an old narrative, but twenty five billion. I mean, that's that's bigger than Arbitrum, I think. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, there's a few of these like big ecosystem coins that are coming now that are like going to be multi billion dollar market caps. You have you had you just had this. You're going to have Layer Zero. You're going to have um, CK Sync. Like, there's some big big stuff coming this year. I think it's funny because people will look at the the, the total crypto market cap, <laughs> which will Yikes. grow a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh, 60 million of TVL on StarkNet, everyone. That is a uh, that is a $23 billion coin right now. Um, see how that one goes. Uh, kind of, it is maybe a bit frothy out there when you see stuff like that. Yeah. That is that is wild. Crazy um, that Solana's at like a $45 billion market cap with all the TVL that it has. Versus, I, know they, I know you can't, it's not comparing like for like, they're two completely different things, but... Um, but just thinking yeah. about like breaking it down to like extreme basics in terms of like how much one thing is used versus the other. A hundred percent. I think I think the main thing is is this the starknet market cap. I mean, you know this from if you've done many like bull cycles, is that the the classic thing is that the FDVs make zero sense. People just focus on the current market cap because that's what you can pump. So you yeah. can get some absolutely crazy FTVs in the, the, the market cap of 1.7 billion. I mean, that that could pump, be pumped around whatever. Um, uh, you know, this happened with Worldcoin, which we met yesterday. Worldcoin's worth more than Solana on a fully diluted uh, market cap. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. Um, so some of these will increasingly not make sense. Um, and 25 billion is high, but um, it makes me, I guess it makes you even more bullish for Blast, right? Like Blast could be, um, you know, could could be kind of silly levels if if they they play the same playbook. I think so. Yeah, I think I wouldn't underestimate how FTV is just a meme right now. It's just a meme, and probably what's more important is actually the circulating supply. But even that, to an extent, is a meme as well. It's just like when the coin comes, did, did they market it really well? Did they distribute it really well? Did it get any fud? What's the the vibe feeling like and if everyone loves it it will pump and if everyone if someone has some shade to throw at it it will it will go down and then people just move on to the next thing it will be whatever it is will be short-lived so um it's kind these of numbers wild. yeah these numbers are just it, random numbers now really they didn't even give out 10 percent. they gave about uh, about six i mean this is the classic thing if you can if you can only give out five percent or maybe five to ten percent maybe five to seven percent in your airdrop these FTVs make even less sense. Like I th we don't know how much blast is going to be, right? There's an assumption that no. it might be 10, but it could be some of these are five. So, but maybe five may means you have an even more crazy valuation because people can pump that current market cap even more. Um, yeah, this sort of stuff just makes you think that that's going to be bigger. There's a few other big ones obviously coming in the next, in the next, uh, few, few weeks. It feels like, um, we already had pixel yesterday, which, is it nearly three billion? I think. Uh, let me just double check. Which is the um, is the Sky Mavis game, which is which has kind of gone absolutely insane. Is this it? Yeah, two point five billion. Um, yeah. 
that's the new Axie Infinity um, game. That's, that's at 2.6 billion. I think there's going to be a few of those, um, a few of those over the next couple of days. Anyway, yeah, that that's gone wild, and and just another sign that we're we're kind of in a thr- uh, frothy period here um, for what's going on. The uh, the other thing I saw today was was SPF. Have you seen this photo of SPF doing the rounds? Yeah. So Tiffany Fong, who is kind of a kind of a light friend, I feel like of SPF, um, did a bunch of interviews with him through his um, through his incarceration period and maybe even just before that as well. There's a photo that has emerged of SPF in jail. Um, spot the odd one out. I feel like on this on this lineup. Uh, he, there's report. I think the report was that he's more gangster than Takeshi Six Nine. Um, what do you think of him here? Uh, he's going to be in there for a long, long time. But this is you don't fuck with that crew, right? You know what this reminds me of? It's like you have like a a film about a heist or something, and you have all these like gangsters who are there, like you know, like breaking the doors and and that kind of like driving the getaway vehicle and stuff. And you have that one like nerdy guy who's like the hacker who like takes down the camera systems and stuff like <laughs> that's what he looks like here what are the challenges you think of sbf of breaking out of jail like he, he i know what you mean it does feel like a movie and it does feel like he's like hacking the system to make sure all of him and all his mates um get out of jail he looks proper unhealthy there doesn't he like because he put he obviously put on a lot of weight when he was you know right before he got found out but look at how skinny his arms are there Apparently he's not showering. That's what I uh, the, was the other thing that was put in here. So um, not going to make any assumptions there, but not showering uh, is the other thing. So SPF not known for being perhaps the uh, the cleanliest man is is now going even worse. But uh, FTX, I guess everyone's getting their money back, but still, it's kind of funny. I feel like he's still going to be a figure looming over crypto for like the next 20, 30 years, like whatever the fuck happens. I think he's, he hasn't been sentenced yet, so we, we still don't know how long he's going to be in, in for. But I think there is a poly market, actually. I was checking this out the other day on how many years he gets in prison. Um, let's be FTX. 50 years, um, 24, 24% chance he gets over 50 years. So. People think he's going to get a lighter uh, sentence here, it seems. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and then let's go on to what's been going on in... Uh... In case you don't remember, oh. Sam Bankman-Fried. In case you don't remember, Sam Bankman-Fried, we do. Uh, what's been going on in NFTs? So we spoke about what's been going on in some of these, some of these coins. Um, but there was a big move in a bunch of different NFT projects yesterday. We've gone to DGENs. Red guy being one of them. Uh, Red Guy, Sappy Seals, World of Women, um, even Moonbirds. Like it's been a decent period for that mid-tier index, you might say. But uh, definitely feels like a slightly better period here for a bunch of different NFT projects. What, what do you think this continues? Do you think it's a strong period now for NFTs? Feels like a lot of people are kind of returning and, and looking at a lot, of, a lot of different things at the moment. Um, Red Guy just knowing that from being part of that project just feels as though people are starting to feel much more bullish around things around NFTs. Yeah, I think the I think the tide is starting to come back towards NFTs. ETH is now back in focus again because ETH, Ethereum is doing well. Well, ETH price action is doing well. And you have you had a few big sales. You had the big autoglyph sale. You've had a few big punk sales. Pudgy Penguins are doing well, which, you know, get, gets some 
some wealth back into the ecosystem. And I think there are a handful of projects from the 2021 to 2022 era where the communities have been kept alive and are still thriving and are still very strong and who that haven't really had much fud or haven't tripped up that much. And those seem to be coming back into focus as well. So it's nice to see some capital and activity flow back into NFTs. I think we're still not fully there yet for like a proper NFT bull market. I think we still need to see crypto get back towards all-time highs, but we're certainly on our way. It could be could well be the, the very start or beginning of a run-up in NFTs, I think, because you're still, you are seeing those big sales. Big sales for me shows this capital coming back into NFTs and we've had a handful of them. Some mm. from Sotheby's auctions and and the three AC stuff. We're now seeing like bigger, bigger, you know, bigger prints. There's a lot of speculation on the Alien Punk that's listed right now. So once those start turning over, I think it restores confidence in NFTs again, and people are more willing to spend capital and and get those bigger tickets. And then I think everything else starts to rally again as well. It's still tough to judge. You know, will old projects rally? Will new projects rally? How how will that stuff play out? And even though NFTs have been around for seven years, it kind of feels like this is the first, this is like the first real second, first real second cycle, if that makes sense, since the last one, because last NFT market cycle was like an actual real market, very active with a lot of volume going through compared to any time before that. So it will remain to be seen how, you know, how stuff will, uh, will play out. I know we have an arcade airdrop coming tomorrow for a bunch of different collections. There was also this Sinker style thing. We think they're doing an airdrop. I saw people point yeah. to that, like why us and Happy Seals moved a little bit. But what is that again? That's the is that the DeFi thing? The yeah. um two point. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Be careful on that one. But uh, yeah, there, there's an airdrop there, uh, which I think was driving some of the uh, interest. And then you you mentioned um, you already jumped ahead. Uh, what was going on in autoglyphs. So um, 10 autoglyphs. Now autoglyphs come in a set. set. I think only Lava Labs and maybe Seed Phrase owns a, a full set, right? Um, yeah. And one of those sets sold yesterday. Uh, it looked like it was brokered um, by, who was it? There was like a brokerage that went to, Backed by Flamingo Dad, I forget the name of the broker, but yeah, they moved 10 million. Um, sorry, 10 autoglyphs for 14 and a half million. So, um, what do you think of that as a deal? Yeah, it's a punchy buy, but you know, we heard about there being bids of higher than that a few years ago, three years ago, for a full set of autoglyphs. It's very hard to obtain a full set. I think, I think it was Nate Alex that put out a tweet earlier today. He did, yeah. Or yesterday, which said, um, you know, even back when Autoglyphs first came out and were probably trading at a few hundred dollars, even back then it was, he said it was very hard still to compile a full set. So I think that shows you how important a full set of Autoglyphs is right now, because if it was that difficult back then, when, it, when this thing first came, it's probably basically impossible right now. And that's the, that's just the going price for it. So yeah, I think, I believe Seedface still has his and he has what they call the bear autoglyph the one there's one that looks like a bear which i think mm. is um a bit more iconic than this one but yeah i mean you know this is this is like a 15 million dollar nft acquisition by a uh, mysterious buyer so is that the is that the ultimate nft flex you think i think that's the bear glyph isn't it yeah that's the bear glyph yeah 
Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely one of them. Like as far as collections go, I don't think there's anything that has a higher floor price with regard to collections than autoglyphs do. I know there's only 512 of them, but you know this is the the the, the main feature about this is it's the first ever piece of artwork that was on chain for ethereum like it's actually the data is actually stored on chain and um it's lava labs is pretty iconic given the their history in the space so it's like a really early nft that i think has a lot of meaning that kind of arguably maybe even kicked off some of this movement um so yeah it's definitely i think one of the biggest um nft flexes you can have out there and it's really tough to own like if you want to own Take us about the cabal. Are you in like an autoglyph chat? Is there is there like a, a chat where you would talk about autoglyphs? If there is, please let me know because I'm I'm not, in, not in it now. Oh no, wow! I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but... full cabal situation going on there. I think that's the thing about autoglyphs. It isn't like one of these things where there's a cabal or an inside group. It's just like this piece of art that some people own. I don't even really know that many people that own it, other than like the well-known people. So. Mm. There isn't. There's no autoglyphs community. There's nothing like. There's no. There's none of that stuff. It's just a fucking thing. But you can see why maybe some traditional people want to actually own it and buy it. And I wouldn't be surprised if this buyer had some kind of a traditional background. Um, oh, for sure. Who do we think it is? You think it's like one of these hedge fund guys that we've heard buying some of the other? No, pieces? it's not yeah. one of them. I think I know who it is. Um, really? Yeah. Maybe tell me in the DMs. Um, DMs these yeah. these look good though, right? Don't they? I, I like these. Every single one of them, I was like, yeah, these are good. Yeah, these ones are really good. Apart, yeah, makes my one look really shit actually. And... Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, I looked at yours, I was like, wow, like these look really good. And then I like um... the fact that mine doesn't look good. It's like one of those things, right? It's like, oh, it looks yeah. yeah, so shit is good. So shit is good. Yeah, put it at Sotheby's. Yeah. Um, so what is what is the floor price now? So ten of these went for fifteen million. So yeah. that was that one point five per glyph. Yeah, yeah. Which is obviously higher than the floor. Like, what's the yeah. floor? The what's floor, the floor? I think it's two fifty ETH right now. So that's like seven hundred fifty grand. Yeah. Wow. And um, where, where did you buy it for again? Where where was it in the bear? I bought it for I bought mine for one fifty when ETH was like 1700, I think. Okay. So it's done about three X since then. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess grails, grails, you meant to buy grails in the bear. Um, although you just don't really know which ones they're going to be sometimes, but yeah, that's been a, that's been a crazy, crazy trade. Um, and I think that was that was it for kind of for, for NFTs. Like I said, a bunch of uh, middle tier stuff was uh, was running. And then it, in terms of the airdrop stuff, we've already kind of spoken about it, but the Blast Big Bang announcement, um, which is the project, which I think they're going to like help fund, right? Uh, that is now going to be ending on Friday. Have you been looking? I know you're deep inside this ecosystem. Anything that you think is interesting? Well, like, what, what are people focused on? For Blast... Yeah, like what are the, what are the projects that 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 um because they're gonna, it's gonna be like a voting process, right? There's a lot of projects. They had three over three thousand applications into this thing, and I think it's broken Crazy. down by yeah. There's some meme coins. There's some social fire projects. There's obviously the infrastructure stuff, deck stuff, etc. So there's a lot. It's it's tough to judge which things will be the things to buy because 
the obvious thing, you know, in your head, you're like, okay, I'm going to get, I'm going to make sure I don't miss blast. I'm going to go into the blast because bridge from ETH over there and just buy everything in blast. But then you realize it's probably going to be like a ton of coins. So I don't know. Like, I think um, I'm only aware of like a handful of meme coins. So that might be like one of the easier low IQ plays where you just don't really have to think about the actual product. And by law of numbers, you can probably just buy like two or three of the early ones and, and make some money on that. Um, but yeah, and it's tough to really know what to look at because we haven't been able to use mainnet yet. So you don't really know. It's just kind of like you see all these projects and all these projects and stuff and you know what's out there. You know, you can kind of guess what there's going to be based on what other chains have had, but without being able to use things and, you know, test the UI and see what works and what doesn't work is kind of unclear to know what to actually, uh, what to actually buy. Yeah. I just didn't know if anyone had done like a summary of like the top. I know, um, I know Bankless did, but I just didn't know if anyone was had like sifted through them. I agree. It's it's kind of a crazy amount of different projects which are going for it. Um, but I guess the ones that get chosen, they could really go wild, right? It does feel like this is gonna have a uh like a nice Ponzi element to it that we like during a, a bull market. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, look out for that on Friday. I think do you know who's who's voting? Are you part of the voting committee? No, I wasn't. Sadly, I wasn't invited, so I will not be part of the the voting committee. Oh, I'll just be a, a bystander. That really sucks. Um, okay, cool. So let's see. Yeah, well, I guess we'll find that on Friday. I don't think there's anything else on airdrops. I think we've covered NFTs, crypto, macro. So I think that's that's kind of everything covered for today, guys. Like uh, we, um, I think Farouk is going to be back to tomorrow. But yeah, we uh, are we doing anything with Robit today? Are we giving away any money since? Nothing today, but we'll be ripping twenty k spins tomorrow. Man, Farouk comes back and 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 takes all the glory. So yeah, no money from us either today. I'm really sorry about that. I hope you got some value from having our, our conversation. And I guess we will uh, speak to you tomorrow. Cheers for tuning in.